Verstappen's record-breaking, historic win streak comes to an end, along with Red Bulls. Carlos Sainz continues making the bid to be the number one driver at the Scuderia Ferrari as he wins the Singapore Grand Prix. This is Into the Chicane of Formula One podcast, the post-Singapore Grand Prix edition. Stop what you're doing, please. Follow the YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Music. Like this video. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Like all our shit. We appreciate it. It goes a long way. Brandon Wood, the post-Singapore Grand Prix. How are you feeling? Have you caught up? Did you catch your breath? Not quite. What a, I mean, We knew this was going to be fun, but by golly, this was by this golly. Was an amazing race. Uh, it was good. It was a... Uh, it was uh, it was a good fun start. There wasn't a whole lot of action throughout, um, but it all made up for it in the last few laps. Yeah, you know, uh, slow boil, but uh, once, uh, like you said, those last few laps really uh, came to a head. Yeah, um, everyone's uh, strategies were, uh, you know, working itself out, and uh, what what an amazing performance from. I mean. It, a, top, a lot of people. Top four. A yeah. lot of people. From a, a lot, lot of people of and a lot of teams. A, lo- a yes. fucking great performance. Um, there was some exciting shit actually in the middle when strategies came into play. Let's get into that here in a little bit. Let's talk about um, the start of the weekend. So, to kick things off, Friday and Saturday practices, Ferrari, clean sweep. Red Bull had issues all weekend long. Both drivers, Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez, complaining about aggressive understeer from the car. Uh, and you know when when Max is also complaining about it, it's bad. When Checo's complaining about things, you can go, ah, Checo, you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, and get your shit together. When Max is complaining about it, that's a little bit of a, a weight off Checo's shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, Max is not shy about complaining when things aren't right, but we would have thought that things would have gotten sorted out by P3, Uh by the time we hit qualifying, it was obvious that they still weren't quite yeah. together. So. Dude, I when I was putting my fantasy team together, I was confident that Adrian Newey and the team would get everything figured out. Because they brought, they brought this whole upgrade package that, in the end, kind of bit them in the ass. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in Japan with all that shit. Uh, but I was confident that by qualifying and by FP3, that, yeah, they would have all their understeer problems figured out, but it it stayed the exact same. And Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez knocked out in Q2. Max Verstappen's, or Red Bull's Q3 appearance streak broken at, what was it, 109 qualifying appearances? The only Red Bull-backed driver to make it into Q3 was our boy, Liam Lawson. Liam fucking Lawson. And who did he knock out in Q2? Max. Max Verstappen. Holy shit. That was storybook shit right there. I I was watching that shit go down. I keep I'm saying shit a lot right now. I don't know why. I was watching it go down and uh you see Luki Luki Yuki crossing the line and he misses out by, you know, half a second, couple tenths of a second, whatever, and then Liam just comes flying through. Uh, takes Q10 you, you, or P10. I mean, yeah, I mean, Yuki didn't even get a lap in, in Q2. He got impeded by Max. 
Yeah, and Max had to go see the stewards over it, right? Well, there was a multiple different events the which led to Max having to go to the stewards. So not only did he impede Yuki, but he held up the pit lane. At the end of the pit lane, he kind of sat there. I think it was 16 seconds or something. I read 14. I think it was and, 14. Well, whatever. And then and then uh, GP, his engineer, said, uh, is everything all right with the car, Max? And he goes, yeah, yeah, just a, just a lot of... And then he stops himself. And then GP goes... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, everything looks good on our side, mate. Like, totally covering for the fact that Max was just waiting at the end of the pit lane for some traffic to to clear for him to be able to go out. But that's, of course, you're not allowed to do that, so... Right, you have X amount of seconds to go, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, Lewis he got busted for that. He got reprimanded, but uh, he did not receive any type of penalty or anything, so... Yeah, Lewis got busted for that. Um, was it this season or last season? I forget probably the last season. Yeah. I don't recall that happening. He got a year. smack on the wrist. Um, it looked fishy for a second when on that very last lap because Yuki was flying. And I, yeah. I uh, on the broadcast, we weren't really aware that Max had waited that long. So I don't mm-hmm. know if his, his impeding had anything to do with Yuki's actual lap because it's kind of contradictory to what Max was trying to do, right? If he was trying to get a clean racetrack, then him running into Yuki causing traffic is counterintuitive. But for a second, it looked like Yuki intentionally slowed down. And it looked like there might have been a little bit of fuckery, a little bit of Marcoism coming through, telling Yuki to, you know, slow down his lap, make sure that he doesn't uh, top Max's time, all that shit. And then, I mean, for a split second, I'm not going to, I'm not calling any controversy. I'm not creating any conspiracy theories? You can get into this a little bit later because I've, I've already got some thoughts. I've already got some thoughts here. So. It looked like there might be some team radio calls happening to help Big Brother out, uh, but in the end, it didn't matter because if that call happened, Liam Lawson said, "This is my time, buddy. This is my third race. I'm making it into the third round of qualifying. Rule of threes. Beautiful." Beautiful. Uh, and then a uh, boy, Lance Stroll, trying to make up. Oh, uh, baby. And the red uh, red flagging uh, going into the barrier. Uh, Q, was that Q2, right? Um, At the end of Q2. That, or no, it was, it was Q3. Yeah. Was it Q3? No. Was it Q2? I think it was Q2. Either way, he uh, he completely he oversent it. He was, he was running in the back. It might have been Q2. I don't remember which one. Um you you can look that up while I uh, wrong. It would have it would have been Q one because he started he qualified twentieth, so he didn't even make it through Q one. That's why. Oh shit! I think that's um, why Yuki got knocked out. Uh, no, he got knocked out. Yuki got knocked out Q two because he was because he was with Q, Max. he was at the top on, at the end of Q one, which is why he was on top. I think that's why Piastri got knocked out in Q one is because he was right behind uh, Stroll when he crashed. So. Yeah, that yeah, he almost hit Stroll's. Well, he ran through all his debris and then almost hit mm-hmm. the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he didn't right. really get another flyer. Exactly. Um, which brutal for Piastri ended up being pretty good for my fantasy because I did take Oscar and uh, made, yeah, made up a bunch of points, made up a bunch then. of points. But Lance Stroll, I mean, you could tell that he was sending it like a motherfucker, which mm-hmm. good on him. But it just but looked that, weird. He was way too out of shape. Like his whole, it, like the car, they were struggling this weekend. Like the car was all over the place. Like until then, yeah, exactly. He had 
crazy understeer or oversteer. Like, he was losing it on every corner, and then he continued on that turn where he lost it to just completely floor the throttle. Spins out. It was a pretty big hit, but he got out looking fine. Yeah. How, like, I think it I mean, those, looked, those pictures were pretty incredible, too, of him just getting out with, like, the shot down the, the straightaway. I didn't see him. They're pretty cool. Um, So he obviously doesn't make it anywhere in qualifying. But uh, Q3, Carlos, back at it again with the P1. My God. Just coming through, and at the, after the after qualifying, he said it wasn't even a burner lap. It was, he was just one clean lap that he did. He wasn't even expecting for it to be anything shiny like it was. But and nobody could catch him. It looked like it looked for a second like Lando was going to really put up an, uh, an effort, which he did. He was in P two for a second. Uh, then Leclerc was there, and then George Russell, old dumbass himself, split the Ferraris, uh, puts yeah. it on the first row. Um, which, you know, in the end, it didn't, it didn't do much for him. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but Carlos, dude, out of the summer break, looks like a different driver. He's always been sort of Mr. Reliable, but his competitiveness and his like sheer pace, yeah, he looks like the fastest driver on the grid right now, aside from, you know, the Red Bull in top shape, like in Monza, his just his racing ability was great. His yeah. his speed, obviously, great. And now, when you factor Max out of the equation, dude, he looks like the number one guy right now. Not saying that he's going to compete for, yeah. you know, the championship w- or anything, but... Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't get too far ahead of myself here. Like, he's definitely been on the upward trajectory. Um, I think the reason why we've seen uh, the results these past few races is because the Ferrari has kind of figured a few things out. They really put all their eggs into their basket for Monza and weren't really expecting a whole lot here, but for them to have this, this pace is, is, is pretty cool to see and very promising for the rest of the season. But at the same time, with their current package, it's very like hit or miss. It depends on the on the racetrack and wh- where they're going to see the best performance. Yeah. So I think this was one of those weekends, and they were able to just really knock it out of the park, do exactly what they needed to do. And Carlos, with his, uh, you know, with his strategy and everything, really really made it work. So yeah, they brought. Did they bring a, a track specific package to Singapore? Um, there were a lot of teams exactly. with upgrades most this week. Team, yeah, most teams did. I, like the Alphataris, for instance, had a completely whole new package. McLaren's uh, only Lando had uh, the majority of the changes, um, but but many teams going to because of trying to get uh, you know get yeah. some, get the right downforce levels and all that stuff. They did uh, the only team that didn't bring any upgrades, track track specific or performance upgrades, was Haas. And uh, you know, altogether, they kind of lucked ended out. Up having one, it ended up being one of their better weekends, yeah. right? Like they both they had what two Q three appearances. Uh huh. Both of them got in there. Yeah, both of them finished in points, right? So, I mean, do you think that's? Uh, oh no, not both, but uh, K Mag did. Nico didn't point. I don't think so. Oh, brutal. Um, but yeah, a lot of upgrades. Um. The Haas kind of lucked out by uh, no news is good news type uh, mechanics there, I guess you'd call yeah. it. 
Um, but yeah, to the race. So, uh, like we said earlier, the beginning of the race wasn't too, uh, too dramatic. There's a little bit of chaos on the opening lap with, uh, pair or, uh, Hamilton going off. Um, I don't know what, Oh yeah, dude, was. he went off two times. Yeah. Like, uh, ended up having to give a couple places back, uh, but still, uh, kind of managed to stick in there. I don't know exactly what lap this was, but Perez and Yuki came together ending Yuki's race. Um, yeah, he managed to get off the track without having to uh, call the safety car or anything. Checo got actually a lot of heat um, from like the aftermath of this race. I didn't hear a whole lot about the the collision with Yuki. That's actually the first I heard that they came together. I just saw that Yuki DNF'd, but him and Alex came together on one of those uh, right along the wall. Checo shoved yeah, the nose up the inside. Did you see the what Alex had yeah. to say about it afterwards? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't see what Alex's words were exactly, but... He called him fucking uh, dirty. I mean, it was. Yeah, I it mean, was a I bad mean, move. It, I mean, he, uh, he... You know, his tire's locked up, which is like, you know, that that happens, but he put himself in that situation to to do that. So yeah. him punting Alex like that was not a good look. That was a little um, bit similar to, like, uh, the uh, Lewis and Oscar. Or no, it was uh, Carlos and, and Oscar. Who was that? Carlos and Oscar. Remember Carlos locked up a couple races ago and went into somebody and he was trying to blame. Was it Alex? Carlos and Alex? He was trying to... No, it was Carlos and Oscar. And he was trying to blame Oscar for Oscar's rookie mentality yeah, for it. But uh, it was Oscar his tires that take, locked up because he came into he the corner the, too quick. Uh, yeah. 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 So similar situation. And it's like, yeah, your tires lock up. That sucks. You'd hope that your brakes and your braking system gets you through that and allows you to make the move. But when they yeah. don't and they fail, you lock up. That's on you, friendo. Yeah, I mean, this was a little different than the turn one situation with uh, Oscar and Carlos. Uh, it was so a tighter turn. I think, but it's also different circumstances, right? You're talking about the first turn at the start of the race. This is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, similar, <laughs> Alex, like, uh, actual, like, racing situation. Yeah. So, uh, but Checo ends up, I think he got a, a five-second penalty for that. Which Damn. didn't actually uh, uh, change his finish at all, but uh, him running into Yuki and not getting any penalty—I don't know—that to me is a little is a little weird ending. He ended ended Yuki's race. I thought Yuki just I, DNF'd like uh, a mechanical failure. No, so, all right, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here for please. Second. I think it is known within the Red Bull organization that Yuki, being a, you know, it's a, uh, a highly, maybe, maybe not super highly sought after driver, but, you know, he's, he's got his feelers out there. Rumors going around that he's going to go stick with the Honda, maybe go to uh, the Aston Martin Racing Point team with their new Honda engines. Maybe. Yuki's the word is already out that Yuki's moving on from mm -hmm. the Red Bull organization. Okay, and they're currently using him as a uh, they're 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 sacrificing Yuki in order to advance their other drivers. The, Max the not three getting, of them. Uh, Max not getting uh, penalized for impeding him uh, in the qualifying and and. When Max had to go to the stewards, they well they released the, the official document with like the decision, right? And on the decision, it shows that a representative uh, from Car Twenty Two didn't even show up. Exactly. Yeah. 
And then there's and then they don't protest when he gets taken out of the race. They don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's it, like sacrificing Yuki as much as it is just like why would they? Like whether it's Yuki or not, like why would Alpha Tauri, who's under the umbrella of Red Bull Racing, go and and contest a penalty? Because it would be right on behalf it of is, the driver. Yeah, it is the right thing to do. But are I mean, I don't know if that's just as much conspiratorial or them just saying like, "Well, fucking Yuki's out the door anyways." Which it amounts to the same thing. But I don't think they're intentionally selling Yuki. Or throwing him under the bus, they're just they don't care about him as much anymore. Well, I think that in these types of situations, they're willing to not go to bat for Yuki because they because he's out the door. Because he's out the door, they right. don't see him as a long term uh, project for them anymore, and yeah. so they're kind of just whatever about it. So yeah, that makes sense. I you know, and there's been a few incidents that have happened this season to him that have been very unfair, and for him, you know, it just it just seems too much of a coincidence. Yeah. I don't know. That's just. That's kind of where I'm at right now with that whole situation. Yeah. Um, so, Checo gets a five-second penalty. Lewis ends up getting a five-second penalty for, uh, what was his penalty for? I forget. Uh, it wasn't going off the track because he gave up those positions. Yeah, he went off the track two times. He caught a five-second penalty for, God... Um, maybe you should have some notes. I should. I told you it's all up here. It's not. Buddy, I'm just winging it, all right? I'm just throwing shit at the fan. Throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. See if I can look it up. First thing that I that comes up when I type it into Twitter is Lewis Hamilton homophobic. Um, whatever. Who cares? Well, it did... It, didn't really affect his race at all. Yeah, it didn't affect his race. Um, not a whole lot of action like outside of the Alex Albon and Sergio Perez um, incident. Uh, uh, there was some really good shit after the safety car, the which was the the Yuki safety Caused car, by right? The the no, because there was no safety car when Yuki went out. But lap eighteen, Logan Sargent goes into the Logan. Wall, that was what it was. Drags his front wing around uh, the entire track, basically. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Sorry. Debris. We watched. I watched this shit at five o'clock this morning after only sleeping for about four hours. I'm a little foggy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Logan spins out on his own. He's running his own race. Completely loses it into one of the turns. He locked up and then went to the wall. Chews up his front wing, runs it over, drags it for the majority of the track, leaves debris everywhere. I'm watching that going, that's that's Logan's career. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, that's it. That's It's done. It, dude, You at, how many times has he lost it on his own? I mean... They weren't in the greatest shape this weekend, but you you, you got to do better than that, bud. Yeah. Sorry. It, I mean, I guess it kind of does help that a couple other drivers, more seasoned drivers, like Checo lost it. Alonzo lost it. Not that bad, though. And I think that you could, that if Williams wanted to, to make a move, they could, they could use things like that as an excuse for why to not invite him back next season, um, yeah. which, which sucks. I don't know yeah, who else they would it. put, but... You got to at least do the laps. You got to finish the race. You got to finish the goddamn race. He did finish, did he not? Uh, well, he, I guess he did. He he was able. He to was get able back to get it back, there, but, 
Yeah. But still, um, but so after that safety car, um, Max Verstappen starts on hards. They're the only two cars on hards, the two Red Bulls. So they end up overtaking a lot of drivers. But the strategy doesn't quite work out because Ferrari has a phenomenal stop for Carlos Sainz, gets him out in three seconds or less. And Max Verstappen ends up P2, where he really can't put up much of a fight uh, on those old hard tires. And Carlos stays ahead of him. Um, Shortly thereafter, Checo gets passed up by Lando Norris. Max gets passed up by Lando Norris. Car, or, uh, Chuck passes the both Red Bulls. Uh, the two Ferraris pass up both Red Bulls, and then they have to pit, and it kind of just puts them back into the middle of the pack. So they both did move up, but just not a significant enough strategical play for them yeah, to... For, uh, for them, it needed to happen a lot later. Just starting on the hards, trying to do the long run, it yeah. wasn't really... It, you know, a lot of things had to go right for them to be able to pull off a podium finish here. Yeah. And uh, it just didn't happen with that early, uh, earlier uh, safety car. So. Yeah, and then uh, some freaking great uh, team strategy happened when the Mercedes decided to pit both their drivers back-to-back to go on brand-new mediums when everybody else had gone on safety car hards. So it was uh, both Ferraris, uh, both McLarens went on hards during the safety car. I, the Mercedes did as well, yeah? Yeah, but they had uh, like another set of mediums. Yeah, so they end up going on mediums um, with about 15 laps left. And that was a beautiful strategy, double stacked. And those two were just chasing each other down. I'm going to start saying this right now. Lewis had much more pace than George did on the tire change. Lewis was looking way faster as they ran through the pack, uh, got themselves back up into uh, third and fourth. So they navigate their way on brand new medium tires or slightly used medium tires, whatever you want to call it, to uh, Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton. The strategy looks like it's going to play out, and they're within striking distance by the last lap. Both of them have the opportunity, timing-wise, to overtake both of them. But George is stubborn, even though Lewis is his, his timing is faster George does not want to give Lewis that place because he wants the win for himself fucks up Lewis's chance at winning the race because Lewis had the pace if he would have gotten around his teammate to challenge for P2 and then P1 because Lando was putting on the pressure within DRS range George ends up putting it in the fucking wall because he's sending it so hard which was just ah Que bonita. Beautiful watching him lose the team battle optically, making himself and the team look bad, and then just binning it. Looks like an absolute dunce. But Carlos Sainz was doing some amazing strategic driving before that happens because he's giving Lando Norris just enough space in the DRS zone for the three of them to have their own fight, which caused a shootout between the three cars behind him, giving him just clean runway to do a drive without having to play defense. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it, it sounds backwards, right? Like if you're in the front of the race, you would you would think that you would want to drive faster, but Carlos, no. Yeah, thinking, when they started uh, thinking with- ahead, thinking ahead and understanding uh, what their limitations are at the car, uh-huh. uh, played played it so well throughout the entire race, just managing his pace just so that 
uh, you know, when he got to that situation where, uh, you know, uh, once he, he gave, uh, gave Lando that DRS for him to be able to stay in front of those Mercedes, he was able to just like make that little gap and had enough to play with. Yeah. With and him. he was doing that all while managing the, the front tires. Cause he was saying that he was starting to struggle on them. I don't know if that was him playing a little bit of radio chicken, but he was complaining about degradation on the fronts. But God, dude, when he when they first started explaining that Carlos wanted to give him extra time, and he said every lap, uh, uh, timing to Lando every lap, he made that call on the radio saying, "I want my timing to Lando every single lap from here on out." I'm going, why the hell does he want to give him DRS range? And then it made perfect sense to just give Lando clean runway to keep those two behind him. Mm-hmm. Give him the little pace advantage. Yeah, which, I mean, because he knew he could at least outpace or outrace Lando. Mm -hmm. But to give Lando that boost and a little bit of slipstream uh, to keep the two Mercedes behind, that's genius. He's thinking two cars behind him. Genius. Yeah. Knowing the pace uh, advantage of the Mercedes. That's, I mean, and they were flying. They looked good on those medium tires. Uh, It was a great call by Mercedes. And on their strategy to do that because they put themselves right in the perfect window and even better response by Carlos Sainz and an absolute third of um, a last few laps by um, Woody's, what's Woody's little buddy? Woody, I mean, Andy's little buddy, Woody. Uh, President of the George Russell Hater fan club and the co-chair here. Yeah, with like those last few laps, there was four cars that could have won that race. Dude, it was, and it was three or four laps of a four-car shootout. Yeah. Brilliant. Which is, we love to see it. Give us more of that. Yeah, we need it. Unfortunately, yeah. it does look like you have to have a Max Verstappenless grid for that to happen. Yeah, but here, you know, here's the thing. Like, we were waiting for this to happen. Uh, you, we, you know, when was the streak going to be broken? Who else was going to bring the challenge to them? And would we have, like, three or four races ago, would we have, if, if you were to say, Carlos and Ferrari is going to break the streak. Like, what would your thoughts have been? I, three like, races a, ago, maybe Zandvoort, not. Like, what would you, yeah. After three Zandvoort, races what would you, ago. You would have, you would have, you would have slapped me if I said that. No, honestly, I felt like it was coming and a gut feeling was Carlos, especially, obviously, after Italy. But that's easy well, to yeah, say after that, but I'm saying that, like, that's what I'm saying for that. But even going into Italy, you knew that Ferrari was putting something together. I knew I, I, I can't say I knew, but I did have the feeling that the streak was going to come to an end. I was feeling it closer to, um, North America, somewhere in Texas, Mexico, or Brazil, yeah. or I guess Brazil, South America, but in that whole, uh, run of races. And it wasn't going to be because of, um, mismanaged upgrades or anything like that. I thought it was going to be more of a um, an engine, a power unit replacement that was going to put Max at the back and then just one of the Ferraris, Mercedes, or McLaren just on a flyer all weekend uh, yeah, and I mean, make that's, it unable That's to one of the coolest out. parts about it, right, is that it wasn't like some crazy... It was, they got beat straight up. Yeah, they got straight there up. There wasn't any like weirdness. Beat. Like There wasn't like a DNF. Like they were, they were there in qualifying. They were there in the race, and they just couldn't bring it home. Yeah. They just got... I beat straight up. So even the best fall down sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it happened to McLaren back in the eighties. They lost, uh, I think it was at Singapore, but the, they had their great run. So yeah, yeah. I'm wearing my this Max Verstappen kind of hat in solidarity for his 
his historic streak coming to an end. The Max Verstappen five panel hat on, out of respect. Uh, um, so, so we had talked about this. I, I guess I, I had uh, tweeted at you about this, but uh, uh, Fernando running over the lizard in uh, practice on Friday it turned out to be a bad omen, huh? Pretty goddamn bad. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. He, he, I mean, Aston Martin weekend to forget completely. I didn't even notice that Lance Stroll didn't start the race. Did not. I, I was about to look it up. Uh, did you notice that? Cause I, I mean, I started the broadcast at probably five fifty, five fifty five, just prior to the, um, formation lap so i didn't really see any pre-show so that i didn't hear anything and i wasn't on twitter or anything seeing uh the breaking news but i guess it's just because of the crash on saturday yeah they said it was soreness that he was too sore this is a guy who going into the season drove with two partially Mm -hmm. broken wrists but now suddenly is too sore to drive the car well he could have also had a concussion and they just don't want to say uh, he could have also lost a contract, and he's not willing to put his life at risk by strapping himself into a, a rocket ship of an F1 car when That's he knows true. that his career has come to an end. Yeah. I mean, you're making making a good point. I so I put it on so somebody. Further evidence of that, that thought that we had a, a couple uh, podcasts ago. Right? I think this is nail in the coffin. That way, That is the most surefire thing I've ever seen. To me, even the crash and quali looked weird. It almost, I don't want to say this, looked borderline intentional, like him sending it too hard so he can intentionally put himself at the back of the pack. I mean, it's it's a hard crash. Nobody wants that. But I do think he was sending it a little too hard that made no sense as if he was intending to spin the car out. This is very, very tinfoil hatty you know, to intentionally put himself in P20 so that he's not having to be competitive in the race. I don't know. That's too much. And then yeah, he he doesn't even, I mean, too sore? Too sore. Max Verstappen got put in the wall at, at, at Silverstone three years ago at 42 Gs and raced the next race. Yeah, I mean, it's Obviously it's a weak say. break in between. This is a... This is a different race. Uh, the The circumstances of the environment make it a little tougher. Um, it's an endurance challenge as much as it is a like. Uh, yeah, it's a, a very hot one. race. So, I um, I think the writing's on I, the wall. Yeah, I think it's either either the the later of what we were just saying, or he actually did get something like a, a concussion, and they just don't want to say because of potentially. I mean, for like that. for Lance's sake, I would hate to see the dude actually have a concussion. Best outcome for him, just for his own well-being, is that his career is over. And I tweeted it out, uh, or I responded to the F1 Twitter saying that this is just the beginning of his soft exit. Um, and that's it for me. But, yeah, that poor lizard, I guess, to sum things up. I didn't even see any video or, or photos of it. Was there actually... Yeah, I, did, I, that, I just heard that it was Alonzo who, did, who uh, finished him off. So I didn't see any lizard debris... Yeah. Was there like pictures or video of bug splatter somewhere? No, good. No. Poor guy. Um, cool. You want to wrap up our predictions? Uh, well, first off, I think we need to actually say how the race ended. It ended. Uh, Carlos Sainz 
Ferrari's Carlos Sainz P1, followed by Lando Norris and McLaren, and Lewis Hamilton finally picking up, uh, not finally, but uh, picking up the scraps of uh, his teammate left in the wall. Yeah. It should have been his spot anyways. He uh, he was out racing him. Yeah, podium out, number 196. Outpacing him, I should say. George was putting up a race, which uh, ultimately led to his demise. Did you see the video? I think I sent you the tweet of uh, George walking back. It was like uh, yeah. like after he got out of the safety car, and he's walking back with his hand on his hip. It looks so funny to me for some reason. He he left his helmet on, and you know he just has the saddest face full of tears underneath that helmet. But the hand on the hip just looks so funny because he's so tall and scrawny. Just walking. Yeah, you should watch his uh, post race interview. It was pretty pretty sad. Was it sad? Was he crying? Now I just feel like a fucking dick. Almost he almost was, but it was. It doesn't take good. much to make that guy cry, huh? I mean, it was just a couple centimeters. So. Yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah, let's get to the predictions. So you thought that helmet uh, wouldn't be there? I didn't um, see him. Was he there? He, he, I I didn't see him either. I assume he was there, but. Uh, the dark cloud uh, that <laughs> was following Marco from this past week, I think, definitely showed up at Singapore and oh, yeah. might have partially contributed to that whole situation. Did week. you see Checo addressed it? Yeah, he kind of just blew it off and said that's just you know helmets. That you know he didn't mean to say what he said and whatever. Blah blah blah. You know I don't really care, but yeah. I think uh, I think I think it's pretty obvious that uh, that that cloud followed them into the weekend. So yeah. Um, but w- I also, mean, what do we do for the prediction? We have no confirmation of whether or not he was there. I think that needs to be an asterisk. True, true. Uh, let me see. Was helmet Marco in Singapore? Don't you wish that Google was just like an answer machine that could just actually find that? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Maybe, maybe he uh, was just out of sight because they did it. They didn't want to have to answer any questions about it. He could have they been, but they is definitely that... did not show him on the broadcast. That's yeah. for sure. Here's, I mean, Which here's they the normally thing, though. do. So it was probably a directive as to like not show him because we don't want to bring it up and remind people from the F1 broadcast. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. It's Red Bull's already doing their best to uh, sweep that under the rug. I'm sure F1's going to want to do the same thing. But if, if he's if he's not even on the broadcast, was he there at all? Is that a metaphorical point? I think metaphorically he was there. Uh, literally, I don't know. Okay, asterisk. asterisk. We're going to have to revisit we'll, we'll, this. We'll, we'll circle back. We'll do a little more research. Yeah. Um, so your second one was that Liam would get into the points, and by golly. By golly, did he ever. Guy got his points Liam Lawson I chose Yuki over Liam I could have cleared even more I had Liam on my team and I chose Yuki as a safe option been, yeah I, I picked Yuki too so which uh, I don't know why you, I would go with Yuki being the safe he's literally the most you know dangerous why? driver you know on the grid because I spent big uh to get uh a really big uh expensive uh constructor in uh-huh. Ferrari and so the only money I had left was the allowed me to to get Yuki and Logan. So but wouldn't Liam why. be even cheaper than Yuki? I'm saying we uh, both we both messed up by going that route. But if I picked um yeah, I don't know. Any I mean that's uh, for the fantasy talk, but still. Um, um 
Thanks to Liam yeah. Lawson, Alpha Tauri now officially has more points than they've had drivers. Yeah. Heading into this race, they've had more drivers this season than they had points. They now have five points and only four drivers. Thank you to Liam Lawson. Hey, good He's looking me. good over there. Uh, you also had Lando on pole, which did not happen. It was Ugh. close, but it didn't happen. So you got one point. Should have had Lando on podium. Um, I had sensed that, that the the win streak might come to an end. Uh, unfortunately, I thought that it would have been Checo. I didn't anticipate the... Uh, that would have been the storybook ending. Yeah. Um, so that did not happen. I did get Lando on the podium, uh, which is nice. Um, I thought Lewis was going to sweep this weekend over George. It didn't really... Lewis didn't really get the upper hand until the very end, unfortunately. But, um, you know, we still love to see uh, Lewis finishing on the podium. So You love it. It would have been nice to see Lewis get that win. As, I mean, as nice as it is to see Carlos get it. Because I do think it's very deserved for how Carlos has been driving. Would have also been cool to see Lewis back up there. Yeah. All right. Fantasy recap. Sure. Um, yeah, I definitely lost points to you this weekend. Okay. I had to, I tried to roll the dice. I I thought I, you know, we would have similar teams like we did last week. So I I thought we try something a little different. See if I can make up a little advantage. Did not work out. If I just kept my same same team, I would have. Still lost out to you, but uh, not as badly as I did. Yeah, I got a little bit lucky because uh, the cost cap restrictions held me back from doing what I really wanted to do. It's, I mean, you're you're really pinching pennies getting down to the the wire. But I got lucky with um, Oscar picking up his pace because I had both McLarens um, and a McLaren constructor. Yeah, so. like after practice, I saw seeing that the McLarens weren't looking too hot. That kind of yeah, freaked no. me out a little bit. So Same. That's what made me kind of roll the dice a little bit. But I wanted Carlos, though. I knew I needed Carlos as well yeah. as Max, just because I and Max kind of did well in getting those uh, those Two overtake points, points and all time, that, yeah. but not as good as I would have wanted. I thought that was going to be a guarantee. I almost played my three X chip on it. Yeah, kind of glad I didn't. Um, I have so many chips that I still need to play. I didn't yeah, do my I no negative. Playing, because I had to take Yuki and Logan, I knew I needed some kind of backup, so I played my no negative. And I, that I should have. Definitely worked out to my advantage. I should have. Uh, yeah, yeah, Alonzo almost going out, I think, uh, would have been even bigger. Did you have Alonzo? Yeah. So Oof. That, Damn. That yeah. yeah that would have been huge for you. I um. Susie Wolf Stan account is in within striking distance of you now, and I've cleared you guys yeah. by almost a hundred. So that gives me a little that, bit of cushion. It's still not wrapped up. Almost a hundred. I'm fifteen points, so I'm eighty five points up. Um. Okay. Also, shout out to the F1 app for finally just adding oh a God. fantasy tab on the mobile and app. Did you notice they changed it so you can't see other people's teams now? Yes, I noticed that you... But here's the thing. It's only on mobile. So, so to, like, shout out to them for finally adding the tab, but they have kinks to work out on the mobile app because you can't click on other people's teams. If you were to go to the desktop app, you can do it on there. They're just not clickable links right now. Um, which, this is all just a bunch of bullshit jargon that only you only care about if you play uh, F1 Fantasy. But, that's it. Anything else? Um, yeah, you want to talk about next week? 
uh, Japan. I thought we would just do a pre-Japanese Grand Prix uh, later on this week. Okay, we can do that. But also, we should just let people know that. Oh uh, yeah, next weekend, uh, Saturday night, uh, 9:30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, we will be doing a live uh, race companion. Are yeah, we are we calling it a race companion? Okay, race companion, live, race watch along. Live, we'll be watching the race live. Uh, in studio, we'll have some more friends there. Um, hopefully, you'll come and join us. Uh, it should be a fun time. We'll be doing it live. Um, Fuck it, we'll do it live. In. Exactly, come and join us, uh, and uh, and have a have a great time. Yep, nine thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Saturday, September. What is it? The twenty third. Yes, Saturday, September twenty third. The first end of the chicane live. Yeah, race starts at 10 p.m., but we'll be on a few minutes early to... uh, 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Wherever that equates to you guys, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, But that's what it is for us. Central Time, I think, would be like 8, 8.30. Eastern Time is going to be 7. Whenever the race is on live, we'll be on live watching it. There we go. Simultaneously. And giving you all of our brilliant thoughts and opinions. And uh, we'll probably be pretty boozed up as well. Yeah, we'll be talking a lot of shit. Be nice. And uh, yeah, we'll get canceled. More information on that uh, later on this week. But in the meantime, this has been the Into the Chicane post Singapore Grand Prix edition. We will see you guys later this week for our pre Japanese Grand Prix podcast. Peace.